Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Keeping Up With The G-Men, brought to you by EmpireSportsMedia.com. I'm your host, Christian Morell, and this is my co-host, Anthony Rivardo. Anthony, how's it going today? It's going excellent, just can't wait for the preseason game tonight. I know, it's finally here. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, who, who are you most excited to see? I think I know who your answer is going to be, but why don't you tell me anyway? I'm extremely excited to finally watch Daniel Jones play in a Giants uniform, and more specifically, I'm excited to see him and his connection with Alonzo Russell. Russell has been his favorite target so far through training camp, and they've had a really, really strong connection, and I'm excited to see what it looks like during the preseason game. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Russell. Um, He's one of those guys who might not have ever been expected to make a 53-man roster, but when your rookie quarterback is clicking with the guy, maybe maybe that's the reason to keep him around. Um, I'm also excited to see how long they have Daniel Jones play. Do you think he's going to get a whole quarter? Yeah, I think he'll get a whole quarter. What about two? No, I don't think he'll get two quarters. Do you think he'll play into a second quarter? Yeah, maybe. I think they'll probably give him a few drives. They're probably not going to go by quarter, and it just depends how much time he gets with those drives. You know, so if the defense is not playing well and he doesn't see the field for a while, then he'll go back on. But if they're playing well and he gets, like, drive after drive without much uh, break in between, then he probably won't make it through a second quarter. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Something I'm interested to see is whether he starts the game. Last year, Eli Manning did not start the game in week one of the preseason. But this could be a little different of a situation because he's a rookie. He has never had experience against another team. And there almost might be an added pressure going up against uh, Sam Darnold if he actually plays in this game. So uh, do you think he starts? Um, I think Eli might see playing time this week because he is somewhat in a quarterback competition right now. They don't want to admit it, and some might believe that he isn't in a competition, but at least to some extent he is. He needs to show that he can play this season. If he goes out there and he looks completely horrendous and then Daniel Jones comes in and looks amazing, then it'll kind of just make make the team start to think, should we really give Eli Manning the starting job like this, or should there be a battle? I think that's the preseason is where that needs to be determined. So I think Eli should play some, and then Daniel Jones should come in shortly afterwards. I think that would be best, too, for Eli to actually suit up for this game and even play a series or two. Um, I, like I know, I know this Giants team is just really likes to avoid any sort of uh, any sort of narrative that you know brings them negative attention. Most teams really operate that way, but maybe throwing Daniel Jones out there against a first-team defense might just be a little fast when you have the guy on the other side who they everyone a lot of people think they should have drafted last year. So I don't know if maybe they just want to avoid that situation, but. Daniel should at least see time in the, the first half uh, without without question. Um, yeah, I agree. I think he should definitely play in the first half, but I think it would be too much all at once to make him the starter. Yeah, and I know they, they had Davis Webb start last year, but he was a 
he was a year broken in already, and there wasn't this pressure for Davis to really become the future one day. So, you know, for him to come out and kind of stink up the place is not as big of a deal. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so let's move on from the quarterbacks, unless you want to get into uh, Laletta and Tanny a little, but I think they might just split the fourth quarter. Uh, what do you think there? Yeah, the way it's looking um, so far through training camp and everything, I, d- I don't think Laletta is going to make the team at this point. So it might be really important this preseason game. He's really going to have to go out there and show off what he can do because if he doesn't impress at all in the preseason, I think he's gone. Yeah, I agree. And I liked Laletta as the third quarterback heading into camp, but that was with the thought that he would progress a little bit. And it doesn't seem like he really has. And I don't know if maybe he's just feeling kind of deflated because the team went ahead and drafted another quarterback. But while let it just, I don't know. It seems like if they're even going to keep three quarterbacks at this point, uh, he doesn't seem to really offer a whole lot of upside. So maybe they should just keep Tanny as basically a third, you know, basically an extra coach. So, um, but... You know, we can move on to the running backs. Uh, how many downs do you want to see Saquon Barkley play tomorrow? Zero. <laughs> yeah, bubble wrap him. I don't want to see him play. Yeah, me either. Um, especially because there's an interesting battle behind him. Uh, you know, we don't have to talk too much about Saquon. You know, he was just ranked the 16th best player in the league by the players. So, you know, I, I think Saquon's talent really speaks for itself, but... Paul Perkins versus Wayne Gallman. Uh, I know Perkins is kind of in the lead right now. Do you think it's going to stay that way? I'm not sure because I've always been pretty high on Wayne Gallman. I liked him a lot, and I always thought that if they never drafted Saquon, Gallman could have been a starting running back on this team. And, you know, everybody really forgot about Perkins, but this training camp, he's really stepped in and reminded us that he was the starter just a few years ago he, he's a pretty solid back and he's looked really good in training camp so that's a really really interesting battle to to watch out for in the preseason game yeah I agree and at this point uh, Rod Smith might play a little bit in the fourth quarter but I don't really expect anything much more than that and he's looking more and more like a camp body um it's for and they probably might even keep three running backs. Uh, do you think it might be Saquon, Perkins, and Gallman? Yeah, I think that's exactly what they'll do. But I don't think Rod Smith really has much chance. He has not been impressive during training camp. I mean, I would rather put Elijah Penny back there as the fourth running back than Rod Smith. So. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, yeah, so you can probably expect to see Perkins and Gallman a lot in the first half. Um Moving on to wide receiver, it's going to be Tate and Latimer out wide to start the game if if they want to roll with their starters. Are, are you comfortable playing those guys? Latimer a little iffy because he has had injury problems in the past, so he shouldn't play too much. But Tate, I feel like he's a tough guy. He can go out there and play a little bit. I don't, I'm not worried about him getting injured. Plus, he has the four-game suspension that's most likely going to stand, so he might as well just go out there and get some playing time. Yeah, Tate is a tough guy, and you know he's, he's generally durable. And I want him and Eli to really establish a connection against other teams before 
week five of the regular season. So this suspension might actually be a reason to make sure he's really getting the reps in the preseason and make sure when week five comes along, they're not still figuring it out on the field. Yeah, that's that's the same thought process that I have. We can't wait until week five for them to get a connection. So he needs to see a little more playing time than initially anticipated during the preseason. Yeah, and, you know, we, we obviously can't expect Darius Slayton tonight. Um, he really hasn't been able to do much. Sterling Shepard obviously is not going to play. And what about uh, what about the way they're handling Shepard? Do you think uh, – you think they might need to adjust that? Yeah, I definitely think they need to adjust it. I'm not sure why a guy with a broken thumb is competing in 11-on-11 drills and catching fastballs from Eli Manning. It doesn't make sense to me. I know on Monday he he was uh, going for a catch from Eli, and Eli whizzed it at him, and then he came away flexing his left hand with his broken thumb. And it's just it just seems unnecessary to even have him out there catching with two hands catching with one hand is fine he can't hurt his other hand if he's not using it but with five weeks until week one why are we even risking re-injuring that thumb yeah I'm okay with him running routes I don't even want him catching anything honestly I mean when they had the tennis ball out I was okay with that um you know for you to be able to catch a football one-handed that's encouraging to an extent but it's just an unnecessary risk at this point yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I would, I'd really hope that they're going to scale things back for Shepard. Um, yeah, and so Alonzo Russell, like you were saying, he might be the next guy for us to talk about here because of his connection with Jones. And Russell is actually a really tall receiver. He's 6'4", a little over 200 pounds, and he's got decent speed. So, um, you know... Outside of his connection with Jones, do you think maybe he would have a chance to make this team? Um, initially, prior to the training camp beginning, I probably would have said no. But he's just really impressed me uh, all summer. He's just been making plays primarily when Daniel Jones is throwing him the ball. And like you said, those two having a connection is enough to warrant keeping him on the team. But he really just has looked like a pretty solid receiver thus far. Yeah, he has. And, he, you know, he has a pretty even skill set. It's good that he's as tall as he is because there's not much of that on this roster right now. Another guy that might actually make the team is TJ Jones. And he's going to get some decent playing time tonight. Um, Benny Fowler will get some decent playing time. I have the Giants keeping six wide receivers on my on my 53-man roster projection that's also going to be out today and at that point we can probably move on to tight ends uh it's ingram ellison simonson conrad and ingram is probably a guy you don't want playing tomorrow right yeah i don't want to see ingram play either due to injury history i mean uh didn't he uh he hurt himself last year in preseason, right? I believe he suffered a concussion. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so another example of injury history, keep him off the field. So you take Ingram out, and we're looking at Ellison, Simonson, Conrad, and Dickerson for t- for tonight. So probably expect to see Ellison play about 15 snaps, but after him, 
Who's your favorite among those three other guys? I'm personally really excited to see C.J. Conrad play. I feel like he has a huge upside. He's he's a pretty good blocker. He's a pretty good receiver. He seems like a nice combination of the two. And he is he's an undrafted free agent, so we've got to temper our expectations a little bit. But in camp, he's looked pretty good, so I'm excited to see if he can put it together in a game situation. I like him too, and I, I really like the other two guys also. I mean, Simonson and Dickerson have had good camps. All three of these guys that we're talking about right now can run block well. So that's, that's definitely a position to watch tonight. Uh, as far as the line, um, I'm really excited to see Jalapio and Poli. It's become a little bit more of a competition, and the offensive line coach said recently the preseason will really decide it. So which one, which one are you more interested in seeing? Um, I'm more interested in seeing Jalapio because obviously he, he was injured last year in week two and didn't get to play the rest of the season, but up until then he looked really good. He didn't allow any pressures, and he was playing probably the best out of any of the offensive linemen at that point. So I'm interested to see if that was a fluke or if he really is a solid player, and maybe he can demonstrate that in the preseason a little bit before winning the starting job. Right, and, you know, the Giants have really covered some ground with the line, but, well, at least since Reese was here, but their depth is still really shaky. Uh, Spencer Pulley and Chad Wheeler are nice depth pieces, but they really don't have anything like that at the guard position. So when the starters come out, you know, don't be surprised if things get real sloppy with those guys. And those are probably the guys going to be playing for Jones, so... He probably won't have an easy start to his career. Yeah, well, that's another interesting uh, topic of debate. Should Jones start because we want to see him play behind a good offensive line, or should they just put him in the second string? But then you run the risk of having Mush out there on the offensive line and watching Daniel Jones get hit and pressured all game. So it's another little, little factor to consider when thinking that maybe Jones should start. Yeah, I mean, if it were me, I would make sure Eli starts just so Daniel doesn't really have that first moment where it's the game is just starting. I mean, I think that's where the, the peak of the pressure would be. But I would still put the starting unit around Daniel when he gets into the game. I would probably put Eli out there for one series, maybe two, and then run Daniel with the starters maybe into the second quarter. Yeah, I think that's the best course of action. And the Jets, they have a nice defensive front, so this offensive line is going to be tested. They don't have the best pass rushers, but their three down linemen are very good. So that'll be a really nice test, especially for the interior of our line. Um, moving on to our defensive line, how excited are you to see Dexter Lawrence? I'm very excited because I think he's one of the most underrated players coming out of this 2019 draft class. He was initially just pegged in as a two-down run stuffer, and that got some fans really critical of the pick and of the Odell trade because he's always going to be linked to that because he was used with the 17th pick. But I think he's really underrated as a pass rusher, and I'm hoping he can demonstrate that uh, during the game tonight because he really did rack up like 30-something pressures uh, this past 
season in college, and he was one of the best interior pass rushers in the draft class, only behind, I believe, his teammate Wilkins and Ed Oliver. Oh, I'm sorry, and Quinn and Williams. But he, I'm really excited to see him play because he's a very underrated pass rusher. Yeah, I'm glad you highlight that part of his game because with Quinn and Williams, we heard so much about, you know, he's a two-way defensive tackle. And really, it seems like you're getting the same thing from Dexter Lawrence. So I'm not saying Dexter Lawrence is quite as good as Quinn and Williams as a player, but he might not be that far off from him. And he was drafted nearly half a round later. So, you know, the Giants really might have been onto something and really might have capitalized on some value in the 17th pick. Yeah, it looks like a steal to me so far, but I'm, I'm excited to see if it holds true in the preseason and obviously into the regular season. Absolutely. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, he's going to be playing quite a bit of nose tackle, and I thought he was a better 4-3 defensive tackle. I thought he was better when he had another defensive tackle right next to him, and it'll basically be like that right now, but lining up on the nose is kind of challenging for guys that aren't pushing like 320 pounds, at least 320 pounds, and Dalvin is more in the 310 range, not really that big, so I'm excited to see the way he holds up against things like double teams and, you know, those kind of situations. Yeah, well, for me personally, Dalvin Tomlinson is just a really solid lineman who I, I don't think wherever you put him I think he'll he'll do fine he's going to do what he does and he's going to do it well and that's just be an anchor and run defense and I don't see him struggling too much with a with a slight change in position I think he's still going to be a solid run defender I hope so and they might just have him in the nose for now just to get Dexter really you know acquainted everywhere else and then once the season comes, say, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to make that switch. That's, uh, that's pretty interesting to me. And also, you know, how, might, how much they might actually just have them move around. Um, but getting to B.J. Hill, um, he's your other first team down lineman. And I, I, don't, I expect a lot of the same from B.J. Hill. Uh, you know, he sounded like he was kind of undervalued in the draft last year. And then, in like, the last month, people started talking about him. And then the next thing you know, you know, he's putting up sacks as a rookie. So he's going to be a good player this year. Uh, but one of the depth pieces I'm excited to see is R.J. McIntosh. What do you think of him? Yeah, I'm really excited to watch him play because we didn't really get a chance to last season as he was dealing with an injury. So he's someone that we definitely need to keep our eye on in the preseason. Yeah, he um, he actually fell in the draft last year also due to a thyroid issue he was losing weight rapidly and you know obviously teams started be beginning to wonder you know if he was going to be able to play in the NFL because his weight is so important on the line mm-hmm. but he really flashed late in the year last year and I think he is going to make some easy work of some second team linemen tonight yeah I do too he's he's had a strong camp so far so it should be fun to watch him play and another guy is Olsen Pierre. The Giants might actually be playing him as uh, one of the backup defensive ends. So he's another guy to watch into the second and third quarter tonight. 
Um, do you have anyone else you want to mention on the on the defensive front? Um, no, I think that pretty much covers it. All right, so getting into the linebackers, um, an edge rusher in in training camp going against his own team, it's so hard to tell if he would have been able to get to the quarterback sometimes or not because he really has to slow down approaching the quarterback. So I don't know about you, but Lorenzo Carter is one of my favorite guys to keep an eye on tonight. Yeah, me too. He he looked really, really good in training camp, and I'm really excited to see if he can put that together in the preseason because, like you said, he can't hit the quarterback in practice, but he can hit him in the preseason, so that'll be a lot of fun to see because he. I think he's just got a lot of potential. He's got great size, great length, and great speed, so I'm excited to watch him play. Now, I don't know if you remember this uh, from – a few years back, but one of those Jets absolutely drilled Eli on a blindside hit. I I don't want to throw a name out there because I might not be throwing out the right name randomly, so I don't want to don't want to say the wrong player. Uh, but one of the giant one of the Jets linebackers just came in and destroyed Eli on a on a free release, and I I don't know if you remember that, but his his helmet was all full of blood and everything so oh yeah yeah i remember that that was that was actually a long time ago that was um that was because brandon jacobs and eli manning had a miscommunication and jacobs went for the handoff and uh eli dropped back the pass so jacobs ran into his back and then his helmet popped up and then the free rusher came in and hit him and then eli's head Oh, the helmet already popped off, so his head went into, I believe, Jacob's face mask and split his head open. So, yeah, of course you do run a risk with um, playing the starters in the preseason. So everybody needs to be on the same page and be careful and definitely don't want to see any edge rushers whacking Jones or Eli this year. Yeah, well, since we were talking about Lorenzo, I was going to say I don't mind if he returns the favor and puts a nice whack on Darnold. But... <laughs> But uh, but no, of course Eli is you know one of the Iron Men of the league, and he didn't miss yeah, any games or anything. So, you know they tried, but it d- didn't work. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, on the other side, it's going to be Marcus Golden, O'Shane Zimenez, and Kareem Martin will also be rotating in. So, outside of Lorenzo, who's your favorite out of those guys? Um, probably O'Shane Zimenez. I'm really excited to see if he plays well because he's looked pretty good in training camp he hasn't been generating a ton of pressure but every now and then he's flashing and one thing that I've really liked with him is his instincts oftentimes you'll see he's he knows he's not going to get there on the pass rush so he just waits for that pass to be thrown and he bats it down and he's done that a few times in training camp so I want to see if that's just because he's practicing against his own team or if he can maybe bat some passes down in the preseason and prove that it's it's legitimate. So I'm I'm gonna be looking out for that from O'Shane Zimenez. Yeah, and he might get he might get reps against uh, against starters too. They might work him in even in the first quarter. I would expect to see him by at least the second quarter. So you know O'Shane's probably a guy who they're gonna be relying on to some extent this year. Uh, but Marcus Golden is probably gonna be the other starter. And I, I don't know. Do you think he's going to be playing? 
Um, I, I'm not sure if Golden will play. I think he, he, he kind of needs to because he's a little bit of a question mark to me. But I don't know if he's going to because he is coming off of the ACL injury from last year. And I, I believe he's dealt with a couple little cramps and some problems here and there during the training camp. So they might want to proceed with caution on Marcus Golden. Yeah, it seems like they've been preserving him the last couple weeks. And that's what they said they were doing, but it, it seems to be continuing. So uh, probably more time is needed as far as Marcus Golden. Uh, but Kareem Martin, he's probably going to be a guy who we'll see in the second and third quarter. I'd be surprised if we saw him in the first quarter. Uh, you know, maybe they maybe that happens because of Marcus Golden. But looking at the secondary, that's probably what I'm most excited about. Um, where do you think we'll see Julian Love tonight? Do you think he's going to be playing any corner at all or mostly safety? I actually think he's going to play a little bit of both because it is the preseason and this is the time to do that. But I think he's going to start out at free safety. I don't know if he's going to start at free safety. I feel like Bethea might get a, a couple uh, couple drives, you know, one or two drives. But then I think Julian Love will be worked in at free safety and maybe move over to slot cornerback after a drive or two. Yeah, I, I ask you that because they have such depth at corner now. I mean, it. They do. And the I secondary know, is stacked right now. Yeah, and I don't know if it'll look quite that way after the 2019 season because Jenkins could end up, you know, playing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But they have adequate starters. They have good depth. Um, Corey Ballantyne even got some reps with the with the first team. But what I found interesting about that is they put him outside, and they made Jenkins go into the slot. So. You know, that to me says they're willing to move Jenkins around if up-and-coming players really demand playing time. Yeah, that is interesting, and that is another player that I am very excited to watch play is Corey Ballantyne. He looked really good all training camp. He's been making plays left and right, and I I think that he was a steal at the end of the draft, so I'd like to see him get a lot of playing time tonight. Yeah, I think Dave Gettleman really capitalized on some small school talent, and you know, sometimes the league is a little little cautious with those guys, but Gettleman seemed to think these guys are just fine. I mean, Ballantyne came from a really small school. Um, Washburn, I mean, I don't think anyone's really heard of that. And uh, O'Shane Zimenez out of Old Dominion. So it, it's definitely a big jump for those guys. But I, I think Ballantyne has probably had the better camp out of the two. And I'm really hoping he gets some run with the first team tonight. Just see what he can do. As far as Jenkins, I just don't want to see him give up any easy completions. I mean, we know what he can do in the league, but sometimes he just makes it easy for teams. Yeah, sometimes he does. But do you do you think that he should play in tonight's preseason game? I honestly want him to. Um, you know, I want him to... I don't know. As far as he just has a, he struggles with consistency. So, with those kinds of guys, I want them getting the reps. Mm-hmm. And it, and if something does happen to Jenkins, you know, God forbid, at least that's one of your positions of depth where you can say, okay, well, time for the young guys to step up a little sooner. Yeah, good point. And I also I think a little bit more reason for him to go out there and play is because. It is a little bit of a positional battle for him. He, he is 
the starter. He's the main cornerback right now. But what if we're one and seven in the eighth week and the trade deadline's looming? Do we look to move him? We we should see how these uh, young cornerbacks have progressed from preseason to then, and then maybe make a decision. But I think Jenkins is sort of battling with the corners right with the younger cornerbacks right now. So I'd like to see him get some reps tonight. Yeah, I agree because uh, the slot has never been a spot where he's played very much. And, you know, the team has said in the past they view him as an outside guy. So maybe they were really just trying to give it a second check and say, well, maybe Jenkins can play there because somebody might be taking his spot. Uh, not You know, not to say that Valentine has actually outperformed Jenkins, but if he's playing near his level... You know, that could be a reason to kind of turn the page a little sooner. Yeah, and if he does happen to impress in the slot, it just adds a little bit more value to Jenkins and gives him a little more reason to keep him on the team. Yeah, and uh, another corner we probably won't be seeing tonight is Sam Beal. Um, I know he's been working his way back a little bit, but, I mean, even with the time that he's played, Ballantyne is ahead of him, so... You know, we might not see him a little later, but he might find himself behind the eight ball at some point. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate, Sam Beal. They gave up a third-round pick last year, with or this year, with the compensatory draft. So I, I'd really like to see him get on the field sometime soon, but I'm not sure if it's going to happen yet. Yeah, and for listeners that don't really know how the compensatory draft works, um, everybody around the league all the teams put in their bid for what they would spend on these on these prospects once the supplemental draft starts so the Giants submitted a third round pick and it turned out to be enough for him but the thing about the compensatory draft that's not so good is you are picking among like two or three guys who actually have legitimate NFL potential, and sometimes they really don't. But if they had saved their pick for the 2019 draft and not used it among those couple three couple guys that they couple options there, they could have drafted Chase Winovich instead of Sam Beal. And I don't know about you, but I think they would have went with Chase Winovich. Yeah, I mean, if we could go back in time, then, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I would love to have Chase Winovich. He's, he looks like the next Clay Matthews to me, but, you know, you can't go back now. Sam Buell's no. here, and we just we need him to play this preseason to know what he's got. Yeah, and he might be a good corner, but, you know, the point is when you when you pick that far ahead of the real draft, you have no idea what would be available for you, and it's just... It's it's really I think it's a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a impatient move by teams sometimes, and I know, you know, last year they could have really used the corner depth. So if he stayed healthy, maybe the conversation is a little different. But I'm glad they stayed out of the compensatory draft this year. Right, and that's just the risk you run with that draft. But hindsight's always twenty twenty, and yeah, you're right. If he didn't get hurt last year, it would have been nice to have him in the mix because we were pretty thin in the secondary. But now it just seems a little weird because we're not thin in the secondary. It's one of our it's one of our best position groups. So it's kind of like where does he fit in now? And a third round pick that's that's a pretty high price. I mean, 
Jason Pierre-Paul was worth a third-round pick, and he put up 12 sacks. So Sam Beal is worth a third-round pick. It's a little, little iffy. Uh, I hindsight again, but I wish that they maybe tried to get fourth round or fifth round for him. But yeah, third-round pick is out the window, and we just gotta hope that Sam Beal performs. Yep. Well, they get three more years of him, so hopefully he can, hopefully he can get healthy. Yeah. Right. And as far as the other cornerbacks, uh, Antonio Hamilton is really surprised during this camp. And if they are counting Julian Love as a safety, that would open the door for Antonio Hamilton to actually be the sixth cornerback. I'm not going to talk too much about my 53-man roster projection. Uh, That article is up now if you want to see it. But I I had them keeping six corners. So... While I wanted to keep Antonio Hamilton, uh, you know, he was he was going to be number seven. But with Julian Love at, at safety, you know, they could sneak him on. So do you think Julian Love might actually count as a safety? Yeah, uh, I think that he will. I know they released their first unofficial uh, depth chart yesterday, and they did have him as the second string free safety. So I think that's where they're going to plug him on the final depth chart in order to create a little more space at cornerback. Yeah, because, you know, Hamilton has really earned a spot. It's just a matter just a matter of numbers as far as what they've invested in. Um, yeah, so corner, really looking good. Uh, Grant Haley, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess he has a chance because he's been suiting up, but I wouldn't expect to see that. Uh, as far as the safeties, uh, I can't wait to see Jabril Peppers. What about you? Oh, yeah, I'm very excited to see Jabril Peppers in action, and especially because he's going to be wearing 21. He's taking Collins' number back, and I'm hoping that he makes that number look even better and plays even better with that number. And I think he will. I think he's a better player than Collins, but I just want to get a little glimpse of what he can do tonight in the preseason game. Yeah, it'll be nice to see, you know, the number 21 on the field, not, you know, chasing receivers five yards behind them or tight ends. Or, right, yeah. I don't know if Collins could even cover a fullback, but <laughs> but uh, it, um, another one I'm excited to see is Michael Thomas. Uh, the Dolphins let him go last year really just because they had tremendous safety depth, and it really – turned out to be a bargain for the Giants so I'd expected I'd expect to see him in the second quarter but do you think we'll see him at all against the ones uh maybe not with the ones because I I believe uh Jabril Peppers is going to get some playing time and probably by the time he comes out it'll be time for the twos to go in and then we'll see Michael Thomas but we should see him starting on special teams because he is a great special teamer yeah, like in the base defense, he's not a starter. But with all those different looks that Betcher likes to throw out there, and like dime coverage, he'll have six defensive backs on the field. Um, you know, maybe we could see him just in a creative package with the starters. I'd be, I'm interested to see that. Right, and Betcher was actually toying around with a two-seven formation during training camp uh, this past week. Yeah, so. Two two seven. Sorry. No. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. That leaves room for a lot of defensive backs to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. As far as other safeties, uh, Sean Chandler, 
some people were kind of excited about him, but he's really left a lot to be desired throughout training camp. We'll probably see him in the third and fourth quarter, and, you know, he he's definitely, he, he faces an uphill battle to make this roster. Yeah, especially with uh, Julian Love now being pegged in as a safety. Yeah, and I'm really curious to see if maybe Julian Love just plays safety tonight. Um, because if he is on a second unit, we probably won't see much of those kinds of guys in the second half at all. And that would probably be where Julian Love would be getting some slot corner reps. Right, well, I think maybe Julian Love, because they they might want to see him play both positions at least a little bit each, he might play more than the rest of the second team does. Yeah, I could see that, maybe just to get a look. So yeah. that, make, that makes sense. But as far as, okay, so who do you think is going to win this game? And I know it's kind of silly to go guessing things <laughs> like that, but preseason can kind of speak to the depth you have. So who do you, who do you think might have better depth, the Jets or the Giants? I think the Giants actually do have really, really strong depth in the secondary, and I think that could be the reason that they win this game, though of course it is preseason and it doesn't matter, but I, I think I think the secondary has enough depth to to win this game, and I think the, the offensive line is lacking depth, so that could be a cause for concern, but the secondary is just so strong that I could see, see them leading the Giants to a win. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think the game plan this year is going to have the cornerbacks and man coverage and be able to send extra blitzers or maybe some fancy zone coverage. But having one-on-one on the back end with your corners and receivers is going to leave tons of room for creativity. So hopefully tonight is the beginning of that and we'll see some wild looks. Definitely. I'm very excited to watch James Betcher uh, toy around with his new secondary. Absolutely. And I know many people aren't super interested in the preseason, or maybe they turn it off after the starters leave, but the preseason can be a very nice preview of some of the guys that are going to be playing for your team, maybe not in September or even October, but you know, once rosters start thinning out with injuries, uh, you know, you're going to want to know who some of these guys are. So I encourage all fans to watch the preseason. And not only that, but it's at least a, a certain form of football. I mean, I know it's not hmm. quite as intense, but, you know, at least it's something. We've we've been waiting a long time. Right, yeah, I'm just excited to see Giants players on a football field again, honestly. Absolutely. And, you know, it is fun to win these preseason games, even though they don't really – mean a whole lot i mean it means something between the giants and jets so you know maybe at least this one you can get into but i i encourage everybody to watch all of the preseason if you can so that's that's uh that's about it do you have anything else you want to say to everybody yeah i'm gonna say follow us on twitter we we break things down on twitter sometimes you can catch our articles being posted on twitter daily and follow Empire Sports Media, empiresportsmedia.com. You can see all of our articles there. And our Twitters are at Anthony underscore Rivardo and at C NFL. And yeah, check us out. Awesome. 
Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and make sure you check out the game tonight.